Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 874, Holiday Ketchup, recorded live on January 11th, 2024. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust Storm. I am your other co-host, Godzilla T. And welcome to our first podcast of 2024. And we are back on Thursdays. Right, we are For back now. on Thursday. Surprise! How many shows we do on Saturday? One? Two? Two. Two? Two or three. Yeah. Uh, ske- schedule changes. <laughs> yeah. Life is uh, great. I had uh, a little hectic for us both at the moment. Gentleman that worked weekends for us, he decided he no longer wanted to work for us. So I got volunteered to do the weekends. Had to do the swap of the shifts. Yeah. Because, you know, having a Monday through Friday job was just too boring. Yeah, because now you're what? Saturday through Wednesday? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That weekend got shifted a little bit. I mean, luckily, at least this week, me and my wife have some days off together that's nice all she she'd taken some personal days so we actually get to spend a weekend together quotes (laughs) yeah because i guess those days don't really line up anymore at the moment do they nope and on top of everything our high saturday is eight degrees this coming saturday yeah like day after tomorrow (laughs) <laughs> yeah the bottom's supposed to start falling or dropping tomorrow yikes which is yeah i'm not looking forward to that don't get me wrong i'm I, i'm definitely not a fan of hot weather but when you drop below 20 yeah i'm not a fan of that weather either even though i'm well insulated i guess we're getting that monday because the high is supposed to be 36 on monday here and the low on sunday night is supposed to be 26 yeah oh yeah uh, you actually the way it's coming you may only get brushed by it <coughs> from what well, i've seen so far it's uh it's dropping Wednesday right through the center of the t- country i don't know how far to the east it's going to shift well our weather is all over the place but it does say wednesday's high is supposed to be 27 yeah uh our monday high is not supposed to break zero that's cold Laird lurking in the chest like zeros. What's zero? <laughs> well, that's beach weather for him. <laughs> One of my friends that's in my D and D campaign posted a post on Snapchat and said it was negative thirty for the high, mm-hmm. and it was below negative forty tonight. Which he updated it. <laughs> so- yeah, there's a reason I don't live in Alaska. <laughs> Well, you could be on the coast, and it's at least somewhat moderate because you have the Pacific. Yeah, coastal yeah, winds. Only negative twenty. Better than negative forty. <laughs> but yeah, once you start going into the negatives, it doesn't improve. <laughs> Laird said it's sixteen right now. 
I guess I guess hers could have been negative thirty Celsius instead of Fahrenheit. I'm not sure what. That's even worse. Scale it was. Let's see what's what's actually colder at that point: negative thirty Celsius or negative thirty Fahrenheit. Jay Laird, come where on. The meat, where the meat? You're a metric is. guy. <laughs> negative thirty. I can't believe we're looking this up on the podcast. Anyways, while we're doing that, is negative twenty-two C. degrees Fahrenheit. So they're they're kind of close. What'd you say it was? Negative thirty Celsius is negative twenty-two Fahrenheit. Yeah, okay, I, I guess that's relatively close. Negative forty Celsius is negative forty Fahrenheit. That's where the meat point is. Oh. Either way, it's still freaking cold. It's very cold. Anyways, so I guess a little update on what we've been doing while we've been off for the month of no podcast recording. We did finish Cursed Halo last week. Despite Dust's best efforts. <laughs> Despite my best efforts to keep throwing D20 grenades and wreak havoc on GT Sanity, we did actually complete the Cursed Halo campaign. You know, when you're trying to complete the mall and somebody's throwing trees in the hallways, it makes it really hard to progress. And spawning, you know, 10, 15 hunters at once (laughs) in a confined space. At least the thing about that is half of them killed themselves because they shot their cannon and it blew up in their face. True. Although we did find out what happens after the end of the game. We did. We have a survival mode. And Bandana is very handy in that survival mode. Because you just throw warthogs and you splatter hunters. It's ten waves of hunters. And you yeah. just throw warthogs and they splatter. I got really good at throwing warthogs. <laughs> of course, Dust cheated. He had a delete gun. Yes. Or, sorry, remove gun. Yes. Unfortunately, he removed me a couple of times. (laughs) Only after the waves were done. But maybe maybe next time there might be a random warthog that flies over at him. (laughs) Sorry, it bounced off his shield, I swear. Right. It was a lot of fun, though. We I was surprised the warthog run wasn't longer. But they kind of made up for it in the fact that at the beginning of the mall, instead of flying a banshee, you drive a hog four kilometers. Yeah. And then and it, it is four kilometers in world units. It's a long yes. way. It was a good seven, ten minutes to drive that far. Mm-hmm. I think. And I, I like how like how they continued the original cutscene. From the opening section that you have to do, and you still enter through the escape pod port, there's still an explosion, but you'll have to play it to find out what actually happens. Oh, because it's hilarious. I was about to spoil it. (laughs) Nah, they people need to experience that one. (laughs) That's fair. It's just not the same if you don't experience it. That's fair. All in all, it's, it's, uh, I really like the mod. The gentleman that, uh, I give him big kudos on that because that is a lot of work for what he did. And it's still, it worked really well. I, I don't think we ever had a issue where anything really broke the game. Nope. 
I know we had a we had a checkpoint issue once, but that was it. But yeah, the the integration of the new items, the new levels, the tweaks on the weapons and everything, it 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 was very well done. And we'll see if they'll want to be on the podcast. We'd, let, we'd like to talk per- to them. Pers- yeah, I know it's one person that's kind of the face, and I, I'm thinking he's kind of like the primary mm-hmm. developer, but I'm sure there's other people that are probably helping him as well. Prestige with the 42 months. Thank you, bud. Happy Ooh. New Year to you. Oh, speaking of which, Pins has hit 100 months of subscription. That is nuts. I hit 99 months with Unishek the other day. Nice. Shows you how long he's been going, too. Mm-hmm. But. I, I would be up there, too, but I, f- I keep forgetting to resubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go, like, two or three months, like, oh, yeah, I got I have a subscription I need to use. Yeah, I have the Prime. I need to check to see if it's not resubscribed. It's probably not resubscribed on Pottacular. I need to check on that. Probably not. So I was going through tabs on Firefox and I actually had one open from Nexus Mods for a cursed Halo 3. Yeah. So I don't know if that's something that we might eventually do. There is the cursed Halo multiplayer stuff. There's plenty of other mods that we haven't touched yet. But if there's any mods that you would like to see us play or other fan games or mods of other games, we are kind of looking for what our next off podcast stream is going to be. So if anyone has well, any the ideas, cursed Halo three, that does sound like fun too. I don't know if it's by the same person. Honestly, I trying, don't care. I mean, I don't either, but I'm just kind of curious now. Let's see if I can find the tab. Yep. And there's, there's a subscription. Uh, where is it? Where did I see the tab? Oh, I think that was it. Yeah, there it is. Gashnor. I don't think it's the same person, but it still sounds like it might be worth checking out. Let's see. Oh, gosh. There's a four-barrel sniper rifle. There's a quad ghost. It's just four seats and it spins Mm -hmm. around in the circle. Yeah, we might have to do this one next. Last update was... Oh, yeah, this is an MCC. Was in July of last year. So it's it's pretty up-to-date. I have to see if that's in the Steam Workshop or not. Oh, there's also Halo 2 Uncut. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. There won't be any D20s in that for me to, to, to destroy GT with. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but other than Cursed Halo, there have been game nights going as well. Mm-hmm. Mostly in Halo Infinite. I don't think yes. there's any MCC ones that I've missed. We've been playing the uh, uh, lot of the Squad battle oh, network, network te- te- network test. the network test version still needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> still getting shot through walls a lot, but all in all, it's been a lot of fun. It uh, we usually warm up with a little fiesta, and uh, just As you last did. week we didn't quite get the uh, best rolls to begin with. <laughs> it happens sometimes. It was a little rough. <laughs> When that RNG does not work in your favor. No, it definitely was not working in our favor. I typically do Husky Raid for my daily for mm-hmm. Infinite. 
And when there there are games that you just do not get good weapons and you just get destroyed, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it just goes sometimes. Yep. I didn't jump in and play some more Husky Raid. I haven't played that in a while. I will say I played some of the Squad Battle Network tests when I was playing with you guys and a couple times offhand. I didn't mm-hmm. notice a big difference, although I wasn't really playing a lot to compare, like going back yeah. and forth. So I didn't pick up a big difference and my connection to data centers is usually pretty good where it might not play too much of a factor. But I know Mint Blitz has a video out there of his experiences and he said that there were several things that he felt were a lot better with the the new old networking code. Yeah. But there's definitely some things lacking as well. Yeah, with him it would be very exaggerated as well. Since he is he's so far away from the US servers. So it, you know that any of that kind of problem would be just really amplified for him. Where me, I'm I'm less than a hundred miles away from one of Microsoft's data centers. Yeah. And it was the I, I can't remember if he said like what data centers he was connecting to during his runs of the squad battle network test, but I think he said he got better experience with his US friends. Mm-hmm. And some of the weird, like, super bouncing, clipping into things and getting shot off into places was kind of back with the old network code as well. There is a survey out there. 343 posted it. I think Unishek posted it. Sketch and several others were saying, hey, if you've played this, we want your feedback. So they're definitely trying to take this. And Unishek said on... Twitter post or somewhere on Reddit, I don't remember where it was exactly, but they wanted to have the network test out there for a while, and they did. I think it was at least, it was about a month, I think, that Mm -hmm. they had the network test out there. So lots of data for them to collect. So the feedback going with that, if, if people, if you played a lot of that network test and you have feedback, this is the time to get it in because they are, clearly they have made some great progress in getting Halo Infinite to the place where a lot of Halo players are very happy with the content, with the gameplay, and they've just been going up and up recently. So now's your time to contribute to that. I'll see if I can find a link if Pins doesn't get it before me and post it in the Twitch chat. Uh, what else has been going on? I think that covers it mostly for what we've been up to, right? Mm-hmm. At least as it relates to Halo. I was going to say, personal lives, on the other hand, first Christmas was baby, obviously, mm-hmm. which went well, got to spend time with the grandparents and uh, great aunt and uncles. So uh, my wife's mom and dad came over when we did breakfast and gift exchange, and then we went over to her aunt and uncles for dinner. Liam got lots of great gifts, lots of books, a few cute clothes, some Mm-hmm. Some teething things, all the kind of appropriate baby stuff, and we got a a nice exhausted baby at the end of the day that slept through the night. <laughs> Yay! A whole night to sleep. Yeah, thankfully the sleeping has been pretty much not to jinx it, but pretty much a breeze compared to everything else. Well, that's good. It's mostly mostly the reflux and eating is is his biggest problem, but yeah. 
what should we start with news wise? Because there's a lot of news to go. Start through. at the top and work our way down. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to start with uh, one thing a little bit out of order, uh, just as it pertains to a little bit more of a, a timely closure. But there was the Winter Contingency 3 uh, operation that mm-hmm. came out in the middle of December, kind of starting off the winter season, and it ends, or maybe beginning of December, it ends at the end of this month, on January 30th. So there is a <clears throat> 30 tier, 20 tier, 20 tier uh, battle pass that goes with the operation. So if you haven't had a chance to jump in and get that done, then do so and get some nice winter bling to go with it. Uh, going through the heavy waypoint stuff, we'll just go through kind of just the running list of articles there. Uh, first thing that we have is a community spotlight for December 14th. No particular theme on this iteration, but lots of, lots of artwork and toys and I guess watercolor or, or drawings. Uh, I think a lot more kind of just drawing work in this one. Not necessarily a specific theme, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's up there. I have to admit, I do like the lead piece of art depicting the characters from the legend story Ghost. That uh, that was very well done. I, pre- I I appreciate the way they honored or well they portrayed the show. I need to actually go and watch that. Yeah, it says it's from Prototype. Or yeah, Prototype. <clears throat> but sorry, I haven't seen Legends in a in a while. Actually, that now that I think about it, the character's name's Ghost. The name of the the episode is Prototype. All good. So we have that. We've got our Forge features. Latest one was December fifteenth. The Minecraft one looks kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, with uh-huh. Forge and Forge in there, it's like, yeah, that that makes sense. There's a another Halo on Halo Forge remake. It's, yeah, I need to I, I need to download that one and try it. See if it's how close to the classic Halo on Halo it is. There is a firefight map by one of our favorites, Unique, uh, called Arctic Point. I think that'd be a fun one to try. There is a, a campaign. One that got featured as well, made by uh, Sean Onyx, called Snow Spear. And there's also a kind of tutorial called Node Anatomy, Node Anatomy 101 by Bricklemore, which actually, for those that are into Forge scripting, gives a really good overview into like a single node and what it breaks down to. So if you need a good just Kickstarter into node scripting and Forge. This actually lays it out pretty good in just like a single graphic. Mm-hmm. On the theme of Forge features, two interesting things that hasn't been posted in like Halo Waypoint, but has been retweeted and shared. Have you seen the tabletop Forge? Um, what is it called? Um, turnstile tabletop game that was built in Forge. Why am I blanking on that? I just saw it today. Yeah, table. Yeah, t- turn-based tabletop game. That's what it is. Uh, no, I have not. This is the first I'm hearing of this. This is in 
insane. It is a full-fledged, like, scripted tabletop game inside of Forge. I don't know how this person did this. It is by Red Nomster on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Link the map and the game type in there. But yeah, it's it's called the Halo RPG. Over 5,000 cumulative hours to create. Would not surprise me. But it's has the hexagonal, almost like Catan squares. And it's, I, I don't know what the rules are. I haven't paid that close attention to it, but you can like move characters to certain squares and there's like movement distances that's calculated into what you can do and having the AIs face off against each other. So I'm, I'm guessing it's like whoever takes out the other team first, but yeah, it's really involved. And then there's, there's more Halo CE missions that have been created in Forge as yes. well. Um, I forget which one was the latest one. Was it I'm trying to find it? Was it the, the, Oh, it was, it was um, Assault on the Control Room. They had to split it into two parts because it's so big, but they, someone actually recreated Assault on the Control Room mm-hmm. in Halo Infinite Forge. I, I thought... I With thought, all the AI. Yeah, I thought, I thought just possibly the canvases would be get big enough to get that whole level in there, but apparently not. If you lay out Assault on the control room and two betrayals, two betrayals. Thank you. It's a pretty big map. Mm-hmm. I, I thought there would be, I mean, they would just squeak it in, but apparently I, I overestimated the size of the canvases <laughs> to do it. One to one. I think it re- where it really gets in to kind of the nitty gritty stuff. Having it with the infinite, movement mechanics I think would be really interesting so I do want to download those at some point yeah. and of course because it's Forge <laughs> you could have like a party of 8 and do like co-op of 8 at this point there's going to be Halo CE completely recreated in Halo Infinite Forge I'm sure it's not going to stop with CE either yeah we have I don't think we have Pillar of Autumn but I think we have Truth and Reconciliation. We've got Assault in the Control Room now. Mm-hmm. We have... I think we have Halo? I think there's at least three CE missions that have been recreated in Infinite Forge. I'm looking it up. Um, let's see. So, I was hoping there was like a list somewhere, but... Oh, Silent Cartographer. That, that, that makes sense. There's Silent Cartographer... Then assault in the control room. What's the other one? I think there's a there's a third one in there. I'm I'm getting to that pen. So that that's something else that. But thank you. I, I need that reminder. But that's another thing that we'll bring up here in a second. That might be. I guess it might be just those two. I thought there was another one. Hmm. Yeah. But at least the silent cartographer and assault in the control room. Which silent cartographer? That's a classic. That's for foraging and remaking, but the fact that Assault in the Control Room is done, I think that basically proves that you can forge pretty much. I'm, the only one that I'm, that I'm hesitant on is 
the maw just because of how long the warthog run is. Mm-hmm. Cause didn't it get made in Halo 5's Forge, but what they had to do was kind of like at one point turn it around. I don't remember, honestly. I thought there was one and they, they basically like only could squeeze half it in there and then they had to like drop down and do the the second half like below it or something like that. Yeah. I haven't actually looked at I'll I'll just we can talk about this this next and we'll we'll circle back around to it. Pins has been talking about in the chat the latest Halo tabletop game that has been announced. So for the veteran Halo fans among us, they probably remember the Spartan Games fleet battles and mm-hmm. Ground Command? Ground yeah. something? That came out in the 2010s at some point. It was, I think, pretty widely praised amongst the Halo community, but the company went under pretty soon after they launched. But it was the first time that there were actually like minifigs of these like big ships, and the first mm-hmm. time outside the game that people could actually like see these things. And there was a whole set of games and expansions that came with it, the mission modules, all the kind of tabletop stuff that you would get with these kinds of minifigs. But <clears throat> there is a new Halo tabletop game in town. 343 has partnered with Mantic Games, bringing 40K-style miniatures to Halo, and these are actually painted, like, I think Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the, and thank you, Larry, 2016 for Fleet Command and Ground Control. The miniatures in the Spartan Games games were not painted. They were just straight 3D printed or cast printed, whatever. Yeah. But these actually are like painted and lots of really intricate detail with them. But this is something that's coming out. I think this I think it's supposed to be this year. Yeah, September 2024. Uh but the, the figurines are definitely done in the style of Warhammer 40K. And don't did they say what the name of it's going to be or do they just announce that there's a tabletop game? I think they just announced it. I don't think there's a a name yet. It's also UK based, which is interesting cuz Spartan Games was also UK based. <laughs> So hopefully this one stays afloat compared to the other hopefully. ones. Hopefully, uh, I ended up giving away my, I think giving away my, I, I had ground controller fleet battles and someone was interested in it and I, I sold it or gave it away or something like that. But this definitely has me interested again. Well, a lot of people, they went whole hog and actually painting the models and stuff. For uh, fleet battles. Pins is saying that the STL files are actually out there and you can get the rules online for space battles. So you could basically 3D print your own fleet battles mm-hmm. nowadays, I guess. And I have a 3D printer technically. I still haven't set it up yet. It's been sitting in the box for two years. Yeah, I don't have one. Apparently they're at li- most libraries now. So you could pay like 25 cents per so much filament. Yeah. Or like or like five dollars per print of a certain size, and you can just print stuff out of library. I think uh, I'll go.
go for a CNC mill before I go for a 3D printer. Might be appropriate for probably what you need. Although, I mean, don't get me wrong, 3D printers, they've gotten to the point where they can, when you're when you're dealing with prototyping, they're great. Yeah, that's that's true. I wish I had some money for all those kinds of things, but I don't even have the time to do probably what I would want to do. I don't have enough time to do what I just want to do right now anyways. But yes, thank you, Pins, for pointing that out again. And that'll be interesting to see as more information and pictures comes out about that. What else do we have? We've got uh, the Wintertime Wonders community update. This kind of just, again, is one of the catch-all if you missed the news, this is the winter update, so I think we've touched on most of the stuff in here. But do we have a podcast where we talked about Firefight? Uh, yes. Okay. So at least we hit that before we went on a long break. Anything else in here that we missed? I don't think so. No. So that's that. A new cannon fodder called Fiction Festivities was released back in December as well. We also have an update to some HCS stuff if you're into the competitive scene. We're still in the off-season right now, but thanks to the HCS team and Tashi, they posted some of the uh, off-season tournaments that are taking place. Uh, they're, I think they're all pretty much done at this point. The last one was this past weekend, shown off by LVT Halo back on January 7th. Um, no news yet on a season three schedule, though. So we're still waiting to hear about when that will possibly come out and take place and what that looks like. What the roadmap looks like, what the in-person events looks like, prize pool, all that kind of stuff. They'll probably release that the week before the in-person event. First in-person <laughs> event. I want to say last year they either released it at the tail end of January or beginning of February. I imagine yeah. that's when they'll, it'll probably come out this year. Yeah. They're probably still finalizing all the dates and everything. Get Well, getting the convention centers where they're hosting it and mm-hmm. cities and all that stuff. I appreciate that they're all in Texas. It just didn't quite work out for me and schedules this year. And the fact that we had, you know, a baby or my wife had a baby and, that that tend that tends to put a cramp in your travel plans. Yep. It sucked to miss worlds this year. It was the first worlds I've missed since 343 was at the helm of hosting or basically the whole HCS stuff when mm-hmm. it started with ESL back in I think 2012. Last year was the first one I missed and it sucked. Yeah. I think I think I think I think you had something a little bit more important important to take care of i did and I, i'm pretty sure you would have missed that more <laughs> uh at the start it's not as as glamorous as no, it's, it's made not. out to be like i think i would definitely miss it more this year than probably last year last year would have probably been like uh, i don't know it it's hard to say without it actually happening i'm sure i would have missed him and i definitely would have missed my wife but yeah. I think as Well, you got to take over, the good with the, next, the bad, so I know. I know. Can't have one without the other. I know. I guarantee you would have been kicking yourself if you'd missed it. Yeah. Well, we 
we had talked about where if if he had if the time came where he wasn't born yet because he was supposed to be born on October fourth. That was his anticipated due date. Uh, we were thinking that he might be a little bit early, and if depending, like if it was like about three weeks before, that would have been kind of the safe zone. But if he wasn't born after that, it's like nope, X nay. So I I got the flights with insurance, so I, I knew with the possibility I, I went ahead and got the insurance so I could cancel it and get my money back. So at least I did that. The only thing I had to cough up was my chunk of the hotel, which I was happy to do. But hopefully he'll be a little bit more along this year and a little bit better handle on where I can at least get to Worlds this year as kind of like my my one trip yeah. of the year. Back to the Waypoint news, we've got an update to Ranked Arena playlists. Uh, there's some tweaks to the ranked maps that they've made, just kind of some overall improvements to maps to help with network impacts. Uh, they have detailed listings on what they've changed on each of the maps in uh, Ranked Arena. Some things where weapons are swapped, some kind of forge fixes of the maps, if you will, new layouts, equipment changes, all that kind of stuff. So if you're into the ranked and want to know what's changed, then this is a good one to check out. This was posted a couple days ago. And then, of course, today, we had our first trailer of season two of the Halo TV show. Mm-hmm. First thoughts, first feelings of the trailer. What do you think, GT? I mean, what I saw looked good. I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless, so. Sure. Definitely touching on that Fall of Reach vibe. Yeah. I'm curious. To, I, I know with first season, a lot of people didn't like it because it was a big departure and the whole like Last of Us did prove that they could be in-universe, yada, yada, yada. I am curious to see how much of the TV show complements the book and the game. What well, little hints there might be. Obviously, there's going to be some differences because the groundwork from season one's already set some things. Yeah. I The one thing I hope they did with season two is I hope they don't forget what they did in season one. And as far as the storyline, I don't want them to retcon the first season because nobody liked it. I liked it. I enjoyed the show. <laughs> Were there parts of it that they could have done without? Yes. But look who's producing it. It happens. When you have Showtime flipping the bill to produce the TV show, there are things that they're going to put into the show. <laughs> okay. It's just part anyway, of the... Yeah. I just... I don't want them to make drastic changes to the series that invalidate the first season. Yes, there are changes they could make to the storytelling. I, I I will I will agree with that. I did not mind the story at all. I was entertained. I had fun watching it. That's all I care about. You know, when I'm watching TV, movies, YouTube videos, doesn't matter. 
as long as I'm entertained and I have fun, I don't care what the content is, really. Because I'm not looking into the freaking Da Vinci Code of this stuff. (laughs) I'm there to be entertained. And if it has to have every single little detail just perfect, then I'm not being entertained. The only reason I'm so hard on the Reach, the animated series, is because it was supposed to be an animated version of Reach, of the fall of Reach. And there were some liberties taken in there that really changed that story. See, with the TV show, they came right out to be at the beginning saying, this is not a, your typical Halo story. This is not an in-canon story. It's going to be its own story. Totally fine. If they would have said that before they released that Reach animated series, I probably wouldn't have been so hard on it. But that particular story has been told so many times that it was frustrating to see them make the changes they did especially after being stabbed in the back by Bungie (laughs) with the video game reach. So like I said, not everybody's hands are clean on this one. I am looking forward to it. And it'll give me a chance to catch up on Star Trek discovery and Picard, the other ones. That's true. Because once the series is older over, I canceled my, membership are you gonna actually watch through the entire season or are you gonna wait until like you binge watch it in one month i think that's what we did last time is we binge watched it or i binge watched it in one month and then that we actually discussed it no i actually watched it as it came out okay i have to barter with the wife of with making that (laughs) the streaming platform of choice because we're we're trying to do one a month minus the fact that we have Disney Plus for a year and then we obviously pay for Prime, so we get that along with it. But in addition to those, one streaming service at a time. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's right now it's Max. It's gonna be it's gonna be Hulu next month. So I've got to well, at least wait a little bit. I'm before. actually kinda lucky. I've got Max through free because of my telephone plan. So I get Max for free. And you wanna know how many times I've actually watched it? I should actually see if I have any kind of uh, probably a dozen times since I've gotten it over two years ago. I just I fired. I never can find anything I really want to watch. Although I'm have, curious uh, about the Barbie movie, Cox but or Xfinity. I huh? You have Cox or Xfinity? I have Google. Oh, f- okay. Can you get Max with that? With my cell phone plan. Oh, so you have Google as your cell phone plan. Is your cell no, phone. I, I, I have another company as my cell phone, and part of the package that I have is I get Max for free. I should. <laughs> I, I also get free tethering, too, but it doesn't support my phone. I don't quite understand that one. You have an Android phone, right? Yeah. They don't support my phone for tethering. Mm-hmm. It's not like I got a cheap phone. I, 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 I generally stick with flagship phones. You know, the but upper, like te- tethering is like, end. but like the ability to tether is a like a phone thing. No, unless like you, just, it is controlled by the provider. Well, yeah, the provider can like 
say you're no you're not allowed to but the the capability mm-hmm. should be determined by no, the yeah phone, my phone is capable of doing it they will not let my phone do it okay so it's not that it's not capable of this it's just they no, don't. yeah it's capable of it i remember back in the day on android 4 like if you didn't have tethering on your plan you could get an app that would basically tether for you mm-hmm. i'm sure there's probably an app out there that still does that but <laughs> I don't use it to do that. Hot I don't spot. tether my phone because, you know, I don't carry my laptop around with me, so I have no reason to. I mean, honestly, I don't think a tethering should be something that the cell, cell phone providers limit you. It's like, okay, if you want to use your data by hooking up another device to it, if it's capable, just do it. You're going to choose yeah. your data. Let me make that decision. <laughs> Anyways. I'm again. We had this whole discussion about the TV show. For what it was, it was enjoyable. Yes, mm-hmm. obviously, it was a very big departure from the video game franchise. Mm-hmm. Which I think that was. If if there's any complaint, it's the amount of the departure from the mainline game seemed to be. What's the word I'm looking for? They didn't do a very good job of really portraying how much of a departure it would be from the narrative story arc. Because they they were kind of playing off of more of like, yeah, there's going to be some departure, but it'll be still true to Halo. And it's like, the only thing true to Halo that it was was kind of like the universe and the characters. The whole story narrative and arc was a pretty massive departure from the video games. Or from the, the gold timeline, we might call it. Yeah. But for what it was, it was a, it was an enjoyable show, minus the yeah. unnecessary makeout scene. But from the trailer, there might be some story arcs that they're just doing away with. I think the whole who was the the woman at the beginning from the water colony. Oh, I forgot her name. <laughs> yeah, Cho, or I think I think that whole story arc might be dropped. I mean, judging by the trailer, that character seems out of it completely, but everything else is like, it seems like it's kind of picking well, up where I mean, it they, left off. They actually did a pretty good job of ending that storyline in season one. They could have just like let it drift into the mist in the fog. Like, there wasn't really a concrete. A little bit further, but I, I don't feel you know, it's not like the Halo 2 ending thing. Like it's not that egregious, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that egregious, for sure. What I want to, what I want to know, <laughs> is what happened to Chief after Cortana did what she did. I I do hope they walk through that instead of just like cutting to six weeks later. Yeah. Well, they can cut to six weeks later as long as they can explain what the hell's been going on. Sure. Even if it's like flashbacks or something, but that needs to be explained of like, okay, obviously Chief survived. Yeah. How did he survive after Cortana took over the suit or took over his mind or however that gets explained? Yeah. But we're definitely entering Fall of Reach territory and there were depictions of epic space battles, which not sure if they probably took some creative liberties there. It's like, I don't think a lot of those carriers and cruisers are probably that close battling and that close to Pelican, but whatever. Lots of nods to like Halo 2-esque cutscenes, Halo Reach 
backdrops of the city, the cityscape of, um, it'll be very interesting just to see where they take it, where they take everything, whatever the city, and what changes the they've made is. to this, to the series between the first and this season. So I'm looking forward to it. Overall reception seems to be a lot more positive this time. All remains to be seen, but nonetheless, we'll be watching it. We'll be talking about it at some point. And people will be complaining about it, so it doesn't matter what they do. People are going to about it. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> doesn't make it right, but... Yeah. No, it doesn't right. make it right, but you know it's what's going to happen. <laughs> Called <Yeah>. it! Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. In some other news as well, not confirmed, but... The community, I think, has pretty much taken this as gospel at this point. But uh, one of the developers on MCC had posted a picture of a internal like card or thank you note that went out of like development of MCC, and it. it everyone has kind of taken it to MCC is no longer being worked on. Now there hasn't been any formal statement on that yet, but it seems like that's been what the common notion is that MCC is no longer really getting new features or development work into it at this point, which I mean, they've, they've put a lot into it. They've, they've poured hours into it. Um, the dig site team, I thought there was some, still some stuff they were looking into and trying to get into either modding tools or just pulling out assets to publish. I don't know if that's still being worked on or not. Well, I'm sure some stuff is still being worked on. Pretty sure there's not going to be any huge changes to MCC anytime soon. Because, you know, other than probably a small maintenance team just to keep MCC running, everybody's probably working on Infinite. Well, there's actually... whatever's next. Right, there's the whole... I forget if it was on Reddit, but Sketch was either interviewed by someone or posted something on Reddit, basically hinting at the next Halo game is already being worked on. Well, I, I should hope so. <laughs> yeah, at this point. Um, pretty much all but confirmed that they're... Well, no, I, th- I think he confirmed. But the the general notion is there's there's no campaign expansion coming to Infinite. So that ship has sailed, unfortunately. Yeah. So much for God, and it was so ripe for it too. I mean, it was the perfect game to do that with when it came to the campaign site. I, I, I mean, no disrespect to the old guard that was there, but I think if like under the new direction that the studio has been in, obviously there's been lots of progress in the multiplayer scene. Unfortunately, the narrative team and the art team kind of got pulled out. So, things could kind of get fixed with infinite and it's worked into their favor. But I I wonder if like this team was in the development of Halo infinite, if we actually would have gotten something like more to the ground of a, Hey, here's a cycle of content release for campaign. No, you don't think so. Their focus is to make money. That is their sole focus. Yes. They are fixing the game in the process. But their goal is to make money. I mean, ultimately, that's every company's goal. No. Microsoft put their foot down. 
said this game makes money or it doesn't go. They never publicly said it. And I'm not saying that there's not people there that don't love the game and are and work there because they're passionate for the game. But with the level of changes that were made, Microsoft said this needs to make money. The changes to the game have proven that. Because now you have to buy the 20 tier passes if you want to continue them after the event's over. Yeah. Granted, that's an optional thing. Uh, you can only work on one battle pass at a time. Well, there was you can only like progress that. one battle pass at a time. That really didn't Pricing change, in the though. stores has not gotten any better. Matter of fact, the selection's even gotten worse. Well, that was bad to before the new guard. That, that was bad before, anyways. Well, that's stuff that needs to be corrected. But people are buying the stuff out of the store at the inflated price for the junk that they're putting in there. So why fix it? Why invest the money in fixing it if they're already making the money? Well, that was going to be my argument. It's like they have fixed and put out so much content. I'm not saying that the deal is, is they're focusing on the multiplayer side of it, which is the side they want to make money. Being a free-to-play game. Okay, I I see what you're going. Yeah. Coming out. If they want to make money, they have to fix the game. Or nobody plays it. That means nobody shops the store. Nobody buys battle passes. Yeah, that that's that's a fair point. And I'm not faulting three four three for it. Unfortunately, part of the problem with the old guard is they were focused on the universe of Halo. There were people that were in the decision making process of Infinite that dropped the ball big time. And I'm not exactly sure it's the people that actually got canned. (laughs) But when that kind of stuff happens, the head is the first place to go. I do hope that everybody that is no longer there is doing well and has found a place for themselves. But when they can the campaign team, that hinted to me where the focus was going to be on Infinite. I was hoping that they would come back around to maybe a campaign expansion, at least one, but it would have been nice. And I'm not faulting them for wanting to make money. I mean, that's what they're in business to do, but when they want to make money at the cost of story, which is why I'm in this universe. It's why I play the games, why I read the books that gets annoying to me. And that ultimately will make me step away from the series if it continues that way. Because, yeah, they are working on the next game, but they have nobody there to work on campaign. So what is this next game going to be? I don't think you have a Halo game without some kind of campaign. Like I said, you have no campaign team. You're working on developing a game. Now, granted, right now they're probably... Just well, working on the, the outline a, of the game. They're not actually developing the physical code. No, but there is a story aspect to it based on what Sketch said. Right. But you have nobody to build it. You can come up with all kinds of ideas, but you have nobody to build it. To, to be fair, though, like 
the same team that's going to be making the multiplayer. I mean, at the end of the day, the the campaign is really just an extension of what most of the multiplayer is. It's just a lot more expansive, and then you obviously have the the dialogue and the characters and whatnot. But as far as the technical game mechanics, it's just yeah. I'm not talking about the technical side of it because yeah, you have the multiplayer team; they can build the mechanics of the campaign. I'm talking about the art, the storytelling of the art, the layouts of the campaign levels, the story behind the enemies, and st- you know, that kind of stuff. You don't have anybody there to do that part of it. And that's the most important part of it. Because you have to be able to, yes, you got a story here in front of you. You have to find a way to tell it with the art in the, the art, the dialogue, everything that goes into the campaign. And the mechanics, it all works together to tell the story. Well, right now they're working with just the right arm, you know, sorry, that was my left arm. I I got confused. Anyway, (laughs) like I said, I know it's early in the development and they are probably just working on basic theory of what they want, what kind of story they want to tell, where they want to tell the story what characters they want to have in the story, stuff like that. I do hope that it continues the story that we've got infinite. And it's not coming out this year. It's not going to be a three-year cycle. (laughs) No, maybe three more years from today. Infinite still has a bucket load of seasons, at least for this year. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it's not, they're not even close to being able to print this game. And we're we're three years minimum from January first, so you know twenty twenty seven. Well, last year, yeah. No, I'm giving them a good four years to develop the game at least, counting last year. Well, there's also rumors, and based on some job postings and four more three four three resumes of the next Halo game being in Unreal, which will make development pipeline actually quicker because a lot more of the industry is familiar with Unreal versus it will but it won't feel like Halo engine. that's the that's one thing the I'm worried about is like can you make it feel like Halo because there's there's some quirks with the blam or slip space engine that I'm wondering if, if it can be closely replicated enough because all of those like super bouncing and weird kind of glitch things that make Halo fun and people are like, whoa, that's not going to be an Unreal. That's not going to be there. It's not going to feel the same. I don't care what they do to it. It's not going to feel the same. And that's fine. Because they can't be building the next Halo game for the people that have been playing it for the last 20 years. I'm sorry, guys. You're old, crotchety, and you're unforgiving. <laughs> I mean, they they have to bring in new people to stay relevant and to keep Halo relevant. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if I'm going to play the next Halo game. Not even if there's a campaign in it? I I don't know. Because my desire to play video games is just gone. Right now, the only time I touch Halo is on Fridays. I don't play it during the week anymore. Same with the other games I play. In one particular game, I 
basically flushing money down the toilet because I paid for content. I'm not playing, you know, it's I'm getting to the age where video games just aren't as appealing as they used to be. It's a different, what's the word I'm looking for? Different battlefield. That's not the word, but different. It's the gaming environment is different now than it was Mm -hmm. when we got invested in halo. Yeah. And and I'm still the young spry guy, so I'm still kind of interested and I still play halo on daily. I, I want them to have something in the game for the old timers, but they cannot, they just cannot build the game to please the old timers and bring in new people. They've tried it part of that couple of times now. And it's, they shot themselves in the foot by doing it. I think a big part of that, and this is just me guessing, I don't have any data data to back Mm -hmm. this up, but I think a big part of that is heavily influenced by the microtransactions and loot boxes being a main priority for a lot of these game developers and social features that are very much lacking because mm-hmm. Halo th- like Halo 2 and Halo 3 you could party up with people that you matched with that weren't mm-hmm. in your party you could all party up to go into the next game like if you liked the party you were in you say hey I want to party up with this group and yeah. okay let's go or you had the post game lobby where you could talk trash or chat with people and say like, hey good game do you want to join up and there you go that's that doesn't happen anymore it's so once far. you're out of the game you have the post game screen you have your little oh let's appeal to the monkey brain and show your progress on how you're going to get your next reward and all that stuff it's like the the social features are not a haven't been a priority well anymore and like i don't like i don't know if that's and that could be a, a two at fault i mean that could be developers focusing on microtransactions and progression systems but i think that could also be blamed on us now as gamers we go in with the people that we want to go in with and <laughs> we we don't really have that open lobby experience anymore it's like okay we have a group if you're yeah. if you're streaming, then say okay, party's open, come and join in. Or th- there's very few people out there, and like when I'm in matchmaking, sometimes I'll hear people chatting, and it's like okay, I don't have my headset plugged in, but hey, at least they're chatting and having a good time. And but- yeah, my issue is you're right. I mean the the community side of the game, the social side of the game is gone, but. I think it's the developers reacting to what the community's doing. Like I said, yep. you, know, you just said it. You don't play with a headset. I mute. Well, I, I mean, for me per- personally, it's voices. a. It's a <laughs> I mean, no, I don't when I play the, Halo, it's a pain to change my Astro Dock from my PC to the Xbox, and like I just. Although the new Astros, which I'm, I'm looking at getting, because apparently the microphone on this one is dying can actually be hooked up to PC and Xbox at the same time. So that might solve my problem of being able to chat in game. Cause I've had the thought of, Hey, I want to, it's just a pain for me to get back there, find a new USB cable, drag it all around and go back into the Xbox settings and reset up all my headset stuff and go back and forth. And then of course I can't hear, I mean, 
what I've been doing now is I do Xbox stream to my PC so I can hear my Xbox audio, but I still have my display here and I still have all my PC audio. It's the same for me. My Xbox is hooked up to my PC. That's how I get my game sound. And I have a splitter so I can see the video. But even when I'm playing on PC, and it's not, it's not just in Halo, any game. Uh, if it has the option to turn off in-game voice chat, I turn it off. Because of the amount of people that are just toxic. <sighs> I'm starting to wonder if that's like how good of an excuse is because I've done Husky Raid as my main go-to mm-hmm. for my one games. And for the times that I hear people with microphones over the last while well, I've been viewing as my main go-to for my dailies, I haven't heard any talks. Like I've, I've heard people like calling out and saying mm-hmm. like sometimes, yeah, people are I'm frustrated. I'm not saying like, this that team I get sucks, it every thing, game. But but I haven't, I haven't gotten toxic people yeah. that have had their mics in. I've, I've had like some, um, some Spanish speakers like, okay, I don't know what you're saying, but they're just chatting or they're, it sounds like they're using a connect. So you get all the background audios and then, then I go mm-hmm. in and mute them. But there's other time there's been several instances where, okay, there's, there's two people with a microphone and they're actually calling things out and I'm reacting to their call outs and I haven't gotten any toxic chat so yeah, I'm, I'm wondering like how how toxic is it really because like well, yeah, let me put there, it to, there's let been me, some let me rephrase this i've just got tired of getting the toxic players that i don't even give anybody a chance anymore because i just don't want to listen to it i think there are some games that do that i think <laughs> i Halo almost think is by kind of far not the worst at worst for that at all it, it can be but it's it's not I mean, usually as, that bad as a whole community, it is not that bad for that particular thing. Yes, it does have it. Yes, it does have a lot of it. But there are other games where it's 50 times worse. Call of Duty. Duty. You said duty. Oh. I did. I did the doo duty. <laughs> but it's, like I said, it's just, I went so, I, I've... And this is over years, not like the last six months. I just, I've gotten so many people and I don't mind a little name calling or stuff like that. I don't really care, but I've just heard so many people take it way too far. I mean, I've, I've gotten people on the other team that have shamed and harassed other people to the point they leave the game. I've had multiple instant instances of that. And you know, back when, when I was playing Reach, when my reflexes were a little bit better, I would make it my mission to find that person and make sure that they have an absolute miserable time playing the game. I didn't care if I died. I just wanted to make sure they didn't get any kills. And if they were on my team doing that, I made sure I stole every one of their kills I could. <laughs> anyway like i said it's just i'm slowly coming back around to turning the the game chats on but like i said most of the time i just i don't even even when i have it on i don't even listen to it 
I think it has to be one of those where, okay, I, I think it's safer to go in, like if we were doing Dragon Fridays, mm-hmm. instead of doing Discord, we do party chat. And as, as long as there's a group, then there's at least less, I am blanking on words today. It's It's less likely that any other people not in the party are going to be toxic if they hear a whole bunch of people in the in well that the team. reason i use discord for streaming is because of the randoms you don't you never know what's going to come out of their mouth that's fair and i we i have no way to mute them it's not like there's a 20 second delay where i can mute them really quick so it doesn't come out on stream and I've come across some people that they'll start saying some really raunchy stuff. Might just be one of those streams of like, hey, this stream today is going to be 18 plus because we can't control the words coming out of other people's mouths. <laughs> well, see, that that only goes so far. There are, there's stuff that these people say that could damage Pontacular. I mean, it goes beyond just being 18 plus. It goes beyond cussing. I mean, there's you've seen what pops up in the just a text chat yeah but i mean it's it's one thing where we know what we're doing and obviously other people out there we can't we have no control over and i I don't think that would get us into trouble yeah it does it's in the terms anything said on our stream is our responsibility okay that's that's yeah i guess that's that's a good point yeah, well, I mean, okay. I, I hate to say that and I hate to be like that for you guys, because I would love to just run open mics and even let the randoms talk on the streams. But I can't I just can't trust them to not do something stupid. Yeah, that's a good point. That's and, sucks. you know, it's a double edged sword. Do I tell them I'm streaming sense. so they behave themselves or I tell them I'm streaming and they do it just to be a dick? Yeah, anyway. Y'all are right. Y'all are right. <sighs> the world. You know, I just, in, in I don't want, I don't want to expose our viewers to that either. No, but at the same time, it's like, okay, all four of them <laughs> at the same time. Oh, it's sorry, like, okay. I forgot, forgot about the bots. <laughs> I, I do feel like it's, it's, it does kind of suck that we don't have the openness of like, Hey, we're like, it, it's still kind of the closed and like, Everybody does does this to some degree, but um, and then for streaming, it's like, hey, if you want to join me or join us, then you know, ask someone for an invite and do it that way versus kind of how it was in the past, where it's like, hey, you want to join up? Here you go. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that can't be that. Just kind of the way that communities were built in the past just doesn't exist anymore. Unfortunately, the mentality of people has changed. And we can go into a big, long discussion on how that, why that is, but we're not going to. Because I want to go to sleep tonight, not tomorrow. <laughs> well, before we do that, I want to touch on two other things um, before we conclude the podcast. Just some other community update things. The Forge Falcons have released a Griffball mode with associated maps. Cool. With the recent changes to the Gravity Hammer, they it's now possible to have a Griffball-like mode in Infinite. So even though there supposedly is one being worked officially for Halo Infinite, this is the one that's actually been created by the community, so it's our first real taste of Griffball in Halo Infinite, so hey, Griffball's back, there you go. 
I'm and still going to suck at it because I can't figure out the damn hammers save my life. <laughs> I swear, about the time I get them figured out, they change. I swear. <laughs> I mean, I was playing Fiesta two weeks ago. Went on a spree with a hammer. The key is they have to be like almost dead in front of you when you get that hammer swinging and when it registers on the server. Okay, so that's why the guy was swinging that way and I was over here and he killed me. That makes sense, right? That's been infinite from day one. You know this. Anyway. <laughs> that's nothing new. Literally. That's the infinite net code. So I go on a spree with a hammer. Okay. <laughs> Story time. I die. Spawn again. Another hammer and a plasma pistol. So, okay. I guess we'll try. Come around the corner. Swing the hammer. Look dead at the guy. He's got a hammer. Guess who dies? Wasn't him. I didn't even <laughs> knock his shields off. I'm sorry. I just, I have a problem with the infinite hammer. I can't figure it out. And about the time I think I figure it out, it changes. I swear. <sighs> it's like, it's you know, three, four, three, zero. Oh, Godzilla figured out the gravity hammer. You better change it. Just for him, though. Nobody right. else. Those dang potacular people to try to keep getting onto us. Got to change it up. My guess is it's probably, I'd be curious. I know it's me. I just can't figure out what it is. Well, no, no, no. I'm curious, like between those games, what your server ping is. Because, like, we, we've heard from Bobby, like, if his ping is less than the one frame a second, like less than 16, it's, it's almost like there's a sweet spot of, like, okay, if you're under 30 milliseconds, you get screwed. Because it's it's going to rely on server instead of the yeah, client. Except for this but was if the you're same over game. 30. Hmm? This was the oh. same game. It wasn't like we ended the game, went to a new one. This was the same game. This was different live. <laughs> Did the server change? Did your ping change? <laughs> now, actually, I've noticed <laughs> that my ping has been pretty consistently between 30 and 40. I haven't been getting a whole lot of those sub sub 20 millisecond pings lately you know i'll have like one game a night but most of them are they've been hanging right around that 30 mark okay and bobby's right the hit registration at 30 ping is much more reliable than it is when you have you know a 16 millisecond ping dang infinite net code anyways so griff ball and then uh, the same person behind the resurrection of Halo 3 matchmaking has, in his spare time over the last few weeks, got Halo Reach matchmaking working again. Cool. Ranks aren't working. I don't think file share is working, but the matchmaking experience does work. So if there's achievements that you didn't have in Halo Reach, those are achievable again. So Dust, <laughs> how you doing on your achievements in Halo 3? I I got them all, didn't I? I thought, I thought I you did. still had a couple of free for all ones you had to do. No, I thought I I had I got help to get those done before <laughs> No, you did it honestly, right? Sure, yeah. Yes, three four three, he did it honestly. He didn't cheat and load up a lobby of people that are a couple party of with them him. I did legit. There were a couple that were staged. <laughs> no, they were legit. <laughs> what was it in Halo Reach? There was Git. It was a 
a kill, some kind, double kill with a plasminate or something like that. It, it was a kill, it was some type of kill with a plasminate. It was either, I think it was a double kill with a plasminate. And I just randomly got that one. That's it. Yep. Halo 3, I'm 100%. It's kind of like the my only, overkill in Halo 3. <laughs> the only 360 games I don't have 100% in is uh, Spartan Assault and Spartan Strike. Yeah, me neither. Which I'm still planning to work on. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I haven't done that in a while. You said something with Reach Sticky? Yeah, I can't remember which achievement it was. It was a multiplayer achievement. I'm trying to look by the icon and it's not coming up. Yeah, so I, I hadn't gotten to that prestige, but yeah, for Halo Reach's matchmaking, you don't actually need a mod Xbox. And actually, for the Halo 3 one, you only need a party lead with a mod Xbox. Everyone else can join that person for Halo 3 without a modded Xbox. And I'm wondering if over time, like for even Halo 3, that they might get it figured out to not require it. But only for the Halo 3 matchmaking, only the party host has to have a modded Xbox 360. Everyone else does not need it. Because basically what the modded Xbox does is it intercepts the domain that the matchmaking's querying to go and find the matchmaking's information and basically replaces it to point to a different server. It'd be nice if there was some way they could uh, issue a patch for the game that would just automatically redirect it to their, their server. Microsoft would not do that. No, they wouldn't. I mean, and, and I'm sure I'm not talking about Microsoft issuing the patch either. <laughs> Issuing a patch might be a little bit more difficult than... <clears throat> yeah. I mean, modding is essentially patching it. Modding is patching it, but you, you know, with 360, you can only run Microsoft hardware without, or software without modding the Xbox. You know, it has to have that Microsoft signature on it before it says, yes, I will, I, I will install this. Yeah. It's weird that Halo Reach works without a mod. Like I, I wonder if the the domain for the matchmaking server is just dropped off, and then Crafty Cody just bought it. And it's like, okay, I have the domain. There you go. Could be. Although it would be nice if Microsoft would work with the community to allow the community to continue 360 experience, but I I understand that there's legal issues there too. So I wonder how many. Xbox 360s are still hitting the internet and like getting updates and whatnot. I mean, I have four or five of them here. I haven't booed them up and connected them to the internet in a long time, but if I ever have a LAN party at some point, that, that might happen. Now you got to be curious. I still have a 360 on my TV stand down here, and it, it's, it's hooked up technically. I haven't turned it on the longest time, but... I've got two of them right back there. I mean, I actually have it plugged in in like yeah. if I... I could actually right turn it on. Oh, right, because you run your cables all the way. There. That's right. Actually, all I'd have to do is hook the HDMI up. They're actually plugged in. Oh, nice. I've got my ODST, Reach, and 4 up on my bookshelf. And my Halo 5 Xbox One I have um, upstairs at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, all my, all my Halo 360s are there. I have a Black Slim, and I have two of the 
arcades. I think one has a 20 gig drive and one has a 120 gig drive. Yeah. Well, I've got my Scorpio and then my Halo 5, my Halo Reach, my Halo 3, then the Day 1 Edition Xbox, and then, of course, my series over to my left. But I'd still like to find my idea. The reason they're sitting there is I'm actually I'm actually shopping for more Xboxes. So if somebody has a Halo 4 one that's sealed in box, let me know. Check eBay, because I think there were some cheap ones. Yeah. Like cheap new ones. But anyway, I'd like to add a Halo 4 one. I've given up getting an original Halo one. So do you want one functional? Yes, functional. What's the point of having an Xbox that doesn't work? Anyway, what I'd like to do is take some... I bought two as set pieces, and I bought two for a combined total of $80 because bits and pieces of them weren't working. I could probably like take the pieces out and make one working one and one broken, but I have two broken ones, and they're just set pieces. That's all they are. <laughs> yeah, but I'd like to take some small monitors and run them right, just right here above where you see these Xboxes, and then uh, have original copies of the game's loading screens on them. I think you can get like just cheap small monitors or yeah. dis- displays. Yeah, just like a well, 8 or 10 inch monitor. You know, something that it's, you can see what it is on stream. Because mm-hmm. when I get off my fat button, actually clean those sides, I will make <laughs> my camera bigger. Because right now it's a disaster. I mean, it looks like the mailman blew up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I'd like to, you know, have those, you know, have the Xboxes on <clears throat> and just have the, you know, the main menu screen for each game displayed behind me. Just get a video loop. Yeah, I just I, I yeah, I know I could do that, but it'd be even cooler if it was just on the Xboxes themselves. You know how much you're gonna be paying for power? It's only while I'm streaming. Okay. But so you I to, guarantee you have to load they up will every use less power than my damn PC does. Mm, I don't think those X no, those Xboxes are not that power efficient. The three sixties Mm-mm. No, they're not. They're, but they're, they're not, not pulling twelve hundred watts either. All of them combined, well, they might seven hundred. <laughs> I mean, combined, they might. Well, see, it takes two of them to equal that Series X at minimum. How much does a Series X take up? I don't know, but I'm sitting here and I can feel the heat come off of it. <laughs> Anyway, I guess the Halo like I said, it's just something I'd like to do for streaming. Must have been the Halo Reach ones that were go- that were like available like crazy. Oh yeah, the Halo Reach ones were that wasn't easy to find one, and I didn't there's even pay above of, retail for it. There's plenty of used ones. There's plenty of used yeah. ones on eBay. For like the lowest I saw, just glancing was fifty bucks. Yeah, I know I can get them. I, I know I can get a used one, but I'd. St- still like to have the original packaging because that's kind of part of my display idea too. That's fair. Seeing I have all these halo boxes that just decorate the closet. I figure <laughs> I might as well move them into my set. Anyway, that's my ideas. I still need to hang my shelf back here underneath the 
<laughs> my health bar, <laughs> so to speak. At some I point, I think you just need to make the bottom of the shelf look like your health bar. Well, what I want to do is get some Govi lights and do some stuff with those. Make them flash <laughs> red. Make it drop down so, until it gets to this part and it flashes red. So Govi actually has an integration with Chroma. Yeah. So oh, if that's... I were playing Infinite on my PC, I could actually have it do like the keyboard effects on the Govi lights. Cursed Halo has that integration as well. All right, it's not Chroma. What was it? It's some stream streaming add-in. Oh, what was it? Search with a C. I can't think of the name of it. Well, I'm talking Razor Chroma. No, I, yeah, I'm talking. I, I'm talking about an actual. It's a integration with the game where the stream can affect your game directly. God, what is it? He just he just announced it two months ago. I think it was. This is for Cursed Halo? Yeah, it's for Cursed Halo. But yeah, the stream can affect your game by chat command. That's funny. Like, change your weapon. Affect the D20. Affect the D20. I mean, the only C term I'm thinking of is like Copilot, but that's that's the Microsoft thing. Yeah, it's not Copilot. I can't think of what the name of it is. wonder if it's in his update. Twitch integration? Yeah, it's a Twitch integration. Well, I mean, it works with Twitch and in effect, and can affect the game. Gosh, we should have done that. Well, it's something that just happened, so. Okay. Crowd control. Yeah, that's it. Halo Combat Evolved cursed again. Oh, there's a, there's a crowd control desktop app. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, that would have been funny. It wouldn't have just been me messing things up with the D20. We could have gotten the stream involved. I mean, it's something we can do later on. Right. You know, there's a little bit of setup to do with that, so. That's funny, though. Like, just randomly changes projectiles of a weapon to something else. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa. Huh. That's kind of cool. Oh, Minecraft is supported. Skyrim. Super Mario 64? Oh, that's cool. Pokemon Emerald? Super Smash Brothers Melee? Fallout 4? Wow. There's a pretty big library. I mean, like, all these Nintendo ones, I'm sure, are just, like, emulator-based, because there's Pokemon Fire Fire Red and Leaf Green and Blue Red Crystal. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be able to integrate with the original Game Boy. Right. I might have to check some of these out. Especially when I decide to do my Skyrim playthrough. Okay. Well, we've had enough tangents, I think, tonight to wrap up this podcast. It went a little bit longer than I thought. Random thoughts. Oh. Yep. But thank you for joining us. Next time, I guess we could talk about what we want to see with Halo in 2024. We kind of talked about what happened over the last month and wrapping up 2023. So next week, maybe we'll change gears and look forward and see what we want, would like to see coming in 2024 and not too long the halo tv show will be out we'll get to talk about that Mm -hmm. will be more books for me to be behind on coming soon although i don't know if i said this in the podcast last time or not but spotify has the audiobooks Mm -hmm. so i'm actually gonna give them a try okay i'm going to give them a try 
through through Spotify since they're they're on there and I magically stumble across them. I didn't know Spotify did audiobooks until I saw those. I think it's probably a recent addition, and what I mean recent last couple of years. I probably. think I remember hearing Spotify mentioning something in in one of their ads or something, but I, I don't know for sure. And we have a family premium plan, so I guess it's just part of I guess just like Audible, it's just part of Spotify. Yeah, unfortunately, Audible, you have to buy the books. But if you have the Audible subscription... That just gives you... What the subscription does is, if you're subscribed, it gives you a discount on the books. And they give you like one or two free books a month. To keep, to keep, but you can still, yeah. but you can still listen to the entire library, right? I thought that's how Audible worked. I thought Audible was like, you get access to the entire library, and then there's like one or two books that you can choose. That's like, okay, I want to like keep this in my account forever. Well, I mean, if you come across a book that you want to keep, like I do, you get a discounted price on it. Right, but like if you paid for the Audible I don't know about the rest of it that cuz I I never subscribed to it anyway. Okay. I just buy the books. It's cheaper well, than the 100 bucks a year. As I'm searching for Halo, there's there's an audiobooks tab in Spotify now and it it's also included with premium. So I guess it's it's a yeah. premium thing. There there's one that's not and is Battleborn Meridian Divide. It's okay. We've already done that one anyway. But that's See, there's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 33 books on Spotify audiobooks. I don't know if the Rubicon Pro goes on there, Point of Light's on there. What's the one I'm reading right now? Oh, Shadows of Reach. Yep, it's there. Okay. I was going to say, I yeah. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that far behind. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a try and we'll go, go from there. Well, that's going to wrap up the podcast for us tonight. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode of the year. We should be back next week and we are doing our Fragment Friday still. So if you want to come mm-hmm. play Halo with us on Halo Infinite, make sure you come watch the stream on Thursday nights or uh, just hop in the discord. GT hosts the party starting around 830 and we play for a couple hours and have a good time. Wish you all a great 2024. No matter what comes our way, it's going to be a good Halo year. Interesting to see what comes throughout the next few seasons of Halo. TV show is going to be interesting as well. Yeah. We're along for the ride. We're here. (laughs) All right. Thanks for watching, everybody, to the live stream. For those that are here, for those listening to the podcast on download, thanks for continuing to make us a part of your recurring podcast listening routine we greatly appreciate it and we'll catch you all on the next one thank you for listening to pod tackler the unofficial halo universe podcast you can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every thursday night at 8 30 p.m eastern time on twitch check out our website podtackler.com and join the community on discord at podtackler.com slash discord if you want to play halo with us come join us for frag and fridays at 8 30 p.m eastern time You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. 
or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks.